Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode zero of our Unnamed Drift Media podcast. This is Charlie Touch, and with me, we have Sean Duncan and Andrew Ori doing a technical test as well as discussing the direction and intention of the podcast. I'll be standing out of this episode, but enjoy some free-form drift discussion. So, I know, obviously, this was planned well in the past. You had brought up the idea of doing a podcast. Um, I didn't know anything about them, but especially with uh, the Northwest Driftcast, uh, bringing up you know, some issues with media and everything, it kind of pushed me to look more into it. Uh, and that way we can have some sort of um, almost counter to some of their topics that they brought up, but it also lets us bring up some of our own ideas. Um, so I know you you had a bunch of ideas in the past, so like, what were some of the things you were thinking of? Um, initially, I wanted to... Uh kind of give our perspective as media personnel um, to, just to kind of fill the gap where I feel like media and podcasting is missing in our on our coast. Um, there's plenty of things going on on the East Coast or, you know, other, other series like Lone Star. Um, but as our big names in media start to leave, like Caitlin Ting and, um, you know, um, Tabriz, Will, um, what is it, Sequera? Um, tabs by, Pixels by Tab. Um, some of our big people have moved on to other things and that kind of left a hole. And, um, after hearing the Mac, or the uh, Northwest Driftcast talk about it, um, they definitely kind of rekindled that desire and to go even further, further into what I was thinking this could be is, um, kind of an addition to what they're doing instead of, instead of a side by side companion, something that can be kind of paired together. Um, you know, as events go on, we can try to maybe timeless with them so that we can post content, you know, um, in sequence because they were talking about not having a drift insider. So they didn't have anything like Lorette Nichols on the field to talk about what's going on with certain people, why they couldn't run, what happened with their car or, um, you know, if something happened to them personally, if they were hurt out on track or anything like that. Um, we just don't have that sort of coverage. Um, drivers get lost in the mix and their programs fall out because they don't have a representation. And I think that if we, step up and give them a, a more relaxed media perspective, they might be able to grow in the paddock. It might allow even, even the Northwest Driftcast guys, they're drivers as well. So a lot of their time is going to be spent building and participating and we get to watch the, their product of effort, you know? So I want to capture that for them and then relay what it, what we're seeing and what we can, you know, add to the culture. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there, there was a few ideas of things uh, that I had thought of uh, and kind of go along with what you said about uh, having somebody out there on the track. Obviously, all of us, uh, you, me and Charlie, uh, do media out there. Um, you know, you two do video uh, and photos. I do photos, uh, starting to learn video this year uh, with you guys. Um, one of the things I thought would be kind of cool is uh, pulling a driver or maybe drivers, uh, when we're at the event and maybe, I mean, maybe just do a little interview with them, just talk to them, get to know them because there's a lot of drivers out there that don't get any sort of recognition really other than people talking about them here and there, mm -hmm. just because maybe they don't, they're not out there driving pro-am, but right. they're great drivers. 
Um, you know, we have plenty of people that are out there just driving grassroots or driving, you know, they, they no longer do program. Uh, they're, you know, seasoned vets and they, they've kind of stopped and they'll go to uh, open drift events. But it would be cool to kind of talk to them, um, you know, get their take on, on situations that are going on, uh, just the the current events of the, the track and, and what, you know, people are feeling about certain events and shit. I, I think that would be cool. Um, cause again, you know, Northwest Drift cast, they, they brought in uh, Nate Snyder, obviously a uh, great guy. They talked to him, but by having something right then and there, like sound quality doesn't have to be that great. When you're right there on the track, people expect it to be a bit crazy. You do what mm-hmm. you can. Um, but you know, just talking to people, getting their side of the story. I mean, Hell, with the technology these days, again, like, we can be chatting with this and recording, and I can have them, you know, on an app. You know, we can use Discord to to be talking to them like Mm -hmm. this, recording, and just have them on their own computer at their house. Um, You know, at this point, how many people do we know that are driving Pro 2 this year? I mean, we know quite a few. Yeah. Yeah, especially with the local guys, like Dylan Hughes getting into Pro 1, and Travis Weeder as well. Um, exactly. I mean, and you've got Chase Schmidt. I mean, obviously, I think he's got some job stuff going on where he might not run some events, but I know that he wants to get involved and continue to drive. So um, that keeps the door open for a lot of these guys, and, and us talking about it keeps it you know alive for them, even in the offseason. Yeah. I mean, and how cool would it be to, you know, obviously, again, Nate, Nate is a Pro 2 driver this year, um, you know, and we can bring him in and do an interview, but... How cool would it be to have him go do his first event, get like a little pre-event conversation with him, do a recording, and then talk to him directly after, whether it's good or bad, however he did, get that reaction from him that night mm-hmm. and talk to him because we don't need to be there. Right. You know, it's so easy these days to record stuff. You know, again, I I bring up Discord just because it's such an easy program for everyone to use. You download it. And you can log in and, and talk to people. That you can use it on your phone. Yeah, there's an app now. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I know again, there's a lot of people that are not very tech savvy, and we need to be able to make it as easy as possible for them if we're going to do something from a distance. So, um, you know, again, these are just ideas that I have. I I feel like being media, you know, the the Northwest Driftcast guys, those drivers, they're going to have a lot of insight into other drivers, and you know what's going on on the the track while driving, but as media, we are kind of this outside source. You know, our job Mm -hmm. is to see things and look at certain details that drivers don't, you know? Yeah. So I I think we can have a unique perspective. Um, Obviously with the North Northwest drift cast guys, we're going to have a lot of overlapping ideas. Um, But there's nothing wrong with that. As long as we're not arguing with them over the programs and we try to make it as friendly as possible. I would love to, you know, at some point, if we did a whole thing together, that'd be kind of cool at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who knows? I mean, we don't even know if this would happen. but Yeah, and uh, I think to the point that um, it could be a different perspective, I think that it'll be good for us to also talk to drivers about their experience in battles where they might even be battling those commentators. Um so they might not get the right perspective if they're trying to come in and talk about, hey, what happened back there? You know, can you can you explain what you, what you felt in the car, what was going through your mind when you made contact, or what have you? 
it'll be a lot more relaxed of a situation um, coming into the situation, presenting media, presenting as media. We're not going to try to step on toes and, and um, you know, navigate this podcast space with intent to push those guys out. Definitely. We want to include them. Um, but to that sense, we could offer a lot from, you know, asking, asking guys more specific questions about what happened because we saw what we saw and we said, Hey, we, we noticed that, you know, you had a little bit of a wiggle here and did that have any effect on the contact and what did you feel? And we might get, you know, better insight perhaps. True. You know, us being right in the middle of the track, we are going to see things differently than judges or other drivers, you know, even the spectators in the stands, we have a very unique position and I feel like the only better position to be in is in the car. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, this is where we do have a unique perspective. It's something where when you kind of pitch this idea, I, I definitely thought about it and I thought it was great. And that's why we did all this work to, to start this. Cause mm-hmm. you know, I really feel like this could be a very cool uh, situation for us. Um, talking to everybody and, uh, you know, again, the Northwest Driftcast, uh, Drift, the, I can't talk about that. Mouthful. <laughs> They're, uh, you know, they have a very cool group of guys. Uh, ben is very colorful. Um, you know, we've got Charlie. So yeah. hopefully when Charlie's here, he'll, uh, I think he'll be the one that livens things up a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I really think, it, you know, for the most part, as long as we can keep content going, uh, I think this will be a really cool like inside story and and I I really have to say I do like your idea of doing something on the track having somebody down there doing the the stuff on the track that was a really cool idea yeah I think we can include um you know some some GoPro stuff so that maybe maybe the podcast as a whole isn't um a video operation but when we do something that's more specific to something that happens maybe um that gives us access to include some of these interviews in the media that we produce ourselves so we'll continue to produce our content but then while we're producing that content we have availability to um, include some of the battles and some of the things that um, some of the things that we want to you know show off for the for the guys some of the things in review that might have been missed yeah no welcome I mean, Charlie I, <laughs> hello. we got Charlie trumping in here <laughs> I'm out. oh you're not gonna hang out oh no I'm right. gonna start the uh, bye Charlie <laughs> oh man, color! There's our there's our color right there. We got Charlie, and there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, again, I, I'm really, I'm really excited about the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you seem to be pretty into the idea. It was yours, um, you know. Charlie is our uh, the one we got to make sure is is cool on it because this is our meeting ground. You know, mm-hmm. it's a nice middle point for the time being. Um, yeah, and we're close um, enough to the track that we can also, you know, pit stop directly after. In, in between cutting straight home and getting straight to the content, we can kind of review in our heads what, what went down. No, very true. Um, you know, it, it's very close to the track. And, you know, even other events, when you have DriftCon after dark that doesn't start till a little bit later, mm-hmm. uh, that's still something where we can meet here earlier in the, in the morning, I guess, and then mm-hmm. head out to the track together. Yeah, and then um, yeah, that keeps that keeps things um, still passionate and still easy to talk about because um, something like after dark, especially, it'll it'll be very tiring to sit down and have an entire long form discussion about what went on. But 
if we still, you know, can leave trackside and be here within a relatively short amount of time, maybe stop, grab some food, refuel, and then be here with enough energy and still feeling a lot of the uh, adrenaline from what we saw, we can, we can produce some good content that's more, um, I suppose, thoughtful and fresh. True. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I definitely want to make sure we do is, uh, getting content out consistently. Uh, that means, you know, if we have to meet up every other week, every other Friday or on the weekend or whatever, cool. Um, we just need to make sure like if we want to start posting content on, you know, maybe Tuesday, we make sure Tuesday is the day that it, that it drops that way. Mm -hmm. You know, if we happen to not be able to meet till Sunday still gives a day to kind of go through, do the basic editing and get it uploaded by Tuesday. But that way we have that day. We know this is the time. This is the, you know, the day that things are going to be uploading. Um, and we do the best we can to, to make sure that happens, but also not wait a week. Um, you know, again, the, the drift cast guys, their interview with Nate, that's over, I think that's almost a week old now, if not a little more. And, you know, I get that they, they have their stuff going on, but a lot of the information in there is now old when they're talking about the Formula D drivers. Well, mm -hmm. that got released right at the first round of Formula D. So, uh, you know, now that content is a little late. Um, so keeping up with that, you know, it shouldn't take too long to edit this stuff. Um, obviously, some of us have more time than others, but we can get in there and get it edited and get it put up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be it'll be good to uh to also kind of keep track of who will be where and and attending what events and and obviously the organizers will post about who's coming and stuff. But a lot of the registration goes unnoticed, and a lot of people could be very excited if they knew who was going to be there. Uh, especially when now we see Cameron Moore coming out here more often when he can. That's a that's a huge jump in talent out there. Yeah. I so mean, um, I mean, back back south, I had Nate Hamilton coming by and Dwayne Ramsey and all those guys doing Lone Star, and I mean they were they were throwing massive angle and trying really hard to to improve themselves. Um, even Fielding Schrader is another one, but um, or what, that's not his name. I don't know. I well, anyway, um, those guys down there, um, they have a, they have a really good program, and um, seeing some of those hometown guys stick with it, stick with their home track. And then show up when grassroots is going on is a huge, huge deal. And I know Cameron Moore is not a local guy, but to have somebody big in our local scene is uh, is really promising for our other drivers. They get really excited to be driving with or even near some of the other guys. Well, yeah, and it's not it's not even just the drivers, the spectators. You know, that is something that I know Evergreen has wanted is more spectators in the stands. And you know, coming and seeing a grassroots uh, competition. It's not the most fun thing. There's a lot of drivers that are still new and it's one car at a time and, you know, occasional person is caged and can go and, and run actual tandems, mm -hmm. but it's nice to see the drivers out there. Well, you know, the argument can be made that they're, you know, you got a pro driver or whatever out there. It, it does make it better for fans, um, you know, and I do hear the argument a lot that like open drift is better. Well, yeah, you got people watching open drift because there's a lot more going on. Now you throw some couple of, uh, you know, pro-am or pro-drivers in there. If you got the word out, not only are you are going to probably get more drivers out there who want to be able to run and tandem with, you know, these, these pro-drivers, but you've also got spectators who want to come 
and, you know, buy a pit pass so they can go in and look at the car and watch these guys run in a non-competition setting. Yeah. Because during competition, those guys are high strung. You know, they'll say hi to people and they'll sign some autographs if they want or whatever. And, but they're definitely in their own mindset. You yeah. know, you have just a fun thing like an open drift or a grassroots competition those guys are in. They're just there for fun. So yeah, it definitely makes it better. These, uh, and, and doing something like that can also lead to vendors and, and sponsors wanting to show up on something like an open drift, which we could make the whole day, you know, more profitable in the long run for Evergreen. Um, maybe they don't have to increase the admissions, but now all of a sudden they've got vendors inside the gates where it's not so much just the beer garden that's open or just a truck or two that's out there, the stands underneath. Um, you might, you know, get bigger name sponsors that have products for us to buy that we don't usually have access to or have to wait shipping for or whatever. We can show up at an event and leave with something really cool we knew we needed and yeah. get a rad live discount right there. Yeah, I mean, having even one or two sponsors that decide that, hey, a couple of pros are coming out, let's throw our booth up, you know, they're pop-up tents. And they throw that stuff up, they go out there, like, especially those smaller programs, if Evergreen allowed them to go put it up at a discounted rate, or I don't know what they charge, but, you know, obviously nobody really goes out there right now. So if they give them some sort of deal to pop their tent up and do the sales, then that, again, you know, yeah, you've got drivers out there. You've got a lot of these places that are selling you know, car parts, you know, just basic stuff, but steering wheels and harnesses and shift knobs and stuff. And I can't tell you how many times, as dumb as it sounds, I see somebody driving and their steering wheel bent. It's probably because okay. they bought a cheapo steering wheel, but then they're done for the day because obviously you can't drift with a steering wheel that's cocked 90 degrees sideways. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a cool thing. And, and I think that obviously having more media for Evergreen is great. It's free for them. Um, and getting more people out there is great. It lets us have, you know, have more to shoot, more to talk about. And so, you know, it, I have no problem with it because I think it's great. I think it's great to be able to give them some publicity for free as long as it helps them. Yeah. And even even people that are looking to gain sponsors and get notoriety and in, in just appreciation for their build if something has gone wrong with their car and they can't show up to drive maybe they can let us know that we can understand what's going on we can mention it live in you know our feed when we're ready and then announce to people that hey this person's out of the race but they're going to be there they're going to have their car on display come by and say hi ask a few questions and hang out maybe get a t-shirt yeah something like that that's i mean that's honestly fantastic you know if we we can put it out there they can still show up they can get the support um you know, because if you can't drive, it sucks. You're out the day. If you're still going to be there anyway, show up, display your car, have, you know, sell some merchandise, do a, do a giveaway, an easy mm-hmm. giveaway. You and know? as media, we can also couple together with people that are doing that and take photos of fan interactions or take photos of the car on display with, you know, product placement or, you know, just logos displayed on the car. That'll help them with running sponsors if they happen to be. Um, you know, like Triangle, if something happens with Eddie and he can't run or, you know, he's hanging out doing the podcast instead of driving for whatever reason, maybe we can mention that and have him out there and in tandem with announcing their, their program, we can, you know, say, hey, check out his car and, and, you know, ask questions and then he can talk about what he thinks about the tires. I know he's in this last podcast they did, the third one, they he talked a lot about uh, 
stickiness and tires. They talked a lot about side grip and forward bite and side bite and, um, you know, what it's like to tandem with somebody that has, you know, uh, worse tires or, um, even an underpowered car. I think, um, Nate said that, uh, his best evergreen memory was driving the five eights for the first time. He was in an underpowered car and he had overpressurized his tires to get, you know, less traction and just sent it on the bank. And it was one of his best memories. Oh yeah. So we can capture stuff like that and, um, you know, help project that toward fans and then have them, you know, show an interest off, off track when things aren't maybe going so hot and keep the program alive for these guys while they're, you know, maybe working on things, you know, sorting out life. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, again, one of the biggest things I really like is doing the stuff directly at the track. Um, you know, while doing a podcast, you know, we can have nice little short, snippets there's nothing wrong with having little almost live snippets where we record at the track upload right there um you know the track has wi-fi you do have to go towards the the stands but we do a little recording we post it up it's a quick thing and you know people get to hear about you know from their their drivers they like within minutes you know right there when they're at the track hearing how things go it doesn't have to be where we snip you know snip it in somewhere into the podcast because that that could be awkward but you know having these cool little things you know yeah putting it up on instagram and stuff too like i i think charlie's breaking dishes up there it's kind of what it sounds like that's hilarious yeah um (laughs) but yeah like it's it's really mm -hmm. cool um and another one i'm sorry to interject but another really big thing about giving drivers a chance to talk about their experience is um when something goes wrong in the sense that they didn't get out on track very much at all, um, they can feel like they lost all of the effort or the time and, and everything to show up and, and not be able to put down a good run or anything like that. I think um, one of the grassroots rounds um, last year, I think program event, um, Cameron Moore came out and on his first run, something went wrong. He had wrecked. Oh, right. I remember um, this, yeah. And uh, we hadn't gone out on track yet. But I think it was like a practice or something. We hadn't really gotten out there, but we had heard something went wrong and, and left us all wondering, like, oh, no, I was really looking forward to seeing him and wonder what happened. And we went the rest of the day shooting and kind of went over our heads because so much went on. But, um, you know, maybe if something like that happens, we can give that person the space to, you know, talk about what went wrong and, and uh, keep our, our fans excited about something like that. Something about, you know, even if something, something happened to somebody that's you know, adverse, they can still be excited about their return you know, the next event. No, I mean, that's definitely true. There's a lot of people who go out there and drive. And again, it brings up the, you know, drivers that don't get much recognition at all. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. That You're not, you know, you're not going to be given recognition just because you're going out there. You know, you do need to do a decent job. And again, that's a big issue with, uh, with photos, but that's a, it's another topic, but when people go out there and they're driving and they're doing a decent job, but nobody really seems to pay attention, you know, it kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing with, with us. And, you know, when we go out there and we take the time and we spend our day shooting, you know, we do that for free. And if nobody cares about our stuff and nobody looks at our photos or comments, good or bad, it sucks. Why, you know, why am I going to continue to do this if nobody cares at all? You know, yeah, it's fun, but I'll go do photos somewhere else and still have fun. It's the same thing with the driving. Yeah, they're going to go drive. They're going to have friends at other tracks. 
But what's going to make him continue to come back is the support. If we can sit there and create this area where we're talking about them and they get to hear themselves and other, you know, whatever it is online or they see their name pops up because somebody tagged them in uh, because they were in a podcast for a few seconds, whatever it is, that's a huge thing for most people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it gets their name out there for, for little guys. Uh, you know, we, again, as media, we talked just about everyone. We know a lot of people's stories and we know a lot of people out there are great people. So it gives them that cool outlet. And, you know, I, again, that's one of the reasons I was really happy to do this podcast. Because I think it's really going to help a lot of people. Um, I do kind of want to segue this into the other part, though, that goes in with uh, these drivers that are going out there. And maybe you're not the best drivers. Uh, we do hear a lot that they are getting upset because they don't see photos of themselves. And one of the things that I, I, I try to tell people when they, you know, I get the occasional person that does ask me uh, if I have photos of them after the fact, you know, if I, I may, but it's really random, you know, as a photographer, I'm not going to go and shoot every single car out there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and find the cars that are doing really well, get a really good shot. If you want a couple photos of yourself, you know, I'm not going to go do a full photo shoot for free, but if you just want to make sure you have a couple photos, find me. Yeah, it's you know, way. there's a bunch of us in orange vests. If you just find one of the photographers and say, hey, like, is there any chance you could make sure you get like a couple shots of my car? I just, I need something, you know, I want something to throw up on, on social media or just to have. Yeah, we'll do it. That's the point. Like, we want to go do it. We're not going to, again, we're not going to focus our whole day on it. But you want a couple? I'll make sure you get a couple. Yeah, and there's like, no certain criteria either for being included. It's, I mean, there kind of is, like, have a reputable car. If it, if it looks good and it looks like it's got all its body panels on track, it's going to be way easier to be like, oh, snap, they're back. Click, 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 click. Yeah, if your your car needs to look good or you need to drive well. Yeah. If you have a mediocre car and can't drive you're probably not going to get a lot of photos. Yeah, Zach Ferrar kind of has both. That that color and that body kit that he has on his car mixed with three-wheeling off the side of the track and then still finishing <laughs> his run is the perfect combination to get photos and get talked about, have people come up to you and cheer for you. And Yeah. You know, that's where the biggest cheers come from is that guy. One of reason. my favorite cars to shoot is actually Brad Davis. Um, mm-hmm. I just I like his color scheme. For some reason, the colors, editing them, I yeah. just really like the colors, how the colors turn out. And that's... That's just his color scheme. Um, yeah. You know, so I really, I like photoing his car, but that's really it. We see these cars. I get people that, you know, I've had photos that I gave up on. I was like, nope, got rid of them. I didn't like them. And somebody got a hold of me and was like, do you have photos of my car? I looked at my, you know, my original photos, found it. I'm like, I got rid of these and I will go and edit them and make them look decent as much as I can. And even though I'm not the happiest with the quality, I'll send it to them and they're, they're stoked. But they need to not be afraid to talk to us. We're media. We're not some, you know, huge being that's going to judge you. Like, I don't care what you're driving. We take pictures of the Yeebird. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, talk and, to us. And one thing to uh, to say is that, yeah, we do have a lot of guys that um, perhaps just want to practice being a photographer. They, they Maybe they just want to get better or have better subjects. And so they sign up to shoot at evergreen and they don't necessarily feel the same motivation that some of us do so then you find 
what the Driftcast, the Northwest Driftcast guys were talking about was that they were noticing that there are plenty of people out there, but so many of them just want to be part of the club. They just want to wear the vest and, you know, get seen on track and say, oh, look where I am and Snapchat it or something. But a lot of us are shooting a lot of content and we don't know what to do with it. I mean, yeah, there's places to put it and that's not necessarily an excuse, but um, without the, you know, the need and the desire for the content, it kind of gets lost in everyday life and we continue to shoot after the events it's not just one and done so those files need to go somewhere and if we don't have enough attention on eyes on the sport or eyes on our program um, then we're not going to do as much with that content so now that we've had the Northwest Drift guys talk about needing more content wanting more and saying you know I've got a million car uh, photos on my car but I don't see a lot of video content of me doing what I'm doing and that's what sponsors need and so I think that's something that, that now we can work on because we have, you know, the local desire. Everybody's up in arms about it, and, and rightfully so, but now it's across the board. And once we started to mention it online and say, hey, we hear you and we're going to do it, it, I mean, it went nuts. Everybody was talking about media all of a sudden, and all the photographers came out of the woodwork saying, hey, I'm going to be here, I'm going to be doing it. And, um, you know, it's, it's a good thing. You know, it, it's a really good thing. all that took was somebody talking. <clears throat> somebody just asked us. Yep. You know, and that's that's really it. Is people need to know like that they can come to us. Let us know what you want. I mean, critique us. Obviously, don't be super mean, but we understand that some things are gonna need some critiquing. Um, you know, you see all of our photos up online, and you're seeing everything like way too over edited and everything like that. You can say something. Be nice about it, but uh, you're allowed to. You know, we are photographers, we make mistakes, we're all constantly learning. It doesn't matter if you've been shooting for three years now, like myself, or you're somebody like Eddie Hughes, who's been doing this forever, or, you know, we're all still learning techniques. So, yeah, let us know. Talk to us. If you want to see something, or you want your car photoed, let us know. If you want a full day. Ask us, you know, just because somebody turns you down. Uh, again, Brad uh, had mentioned he had asked a couple people about videos and they turned him down. More than likely, they probably just don't do video. They don't know how. There's very few people at the track that know how to do video. Uh, it's one of the reasons, you know, last year I bought a bunch of equipment to start doing video for this year. So I'm already prepped to start doing this. But and one thing is that some people don't come with the intent to shoot video and then they get asked to do it and don't want the responsibility of being like, oh, I gotta stay on track and I have to get these shots because it, the events can run long and they are tiring and being in direct sunlight all day from every angle is rough. True. I mean, if you're going to do video, uh, when I actually was talking to Charlie about this earlier, uh, when you are actually planning on doing an edit for a video, I know for a fact that it's something you plan. You have to plan it because you need to make sure you're getting the shots because one of Charlie's issues with his most recent edit is the change in the time of day because he has a bunch of shots, but he didn't just do video that day. So he all the stuff works together, but the time of day changes so drastically in it Whereas if he had planned to just do video that day, he probably would have had enough clips to put it all together and had a very good, you know, sequence of the daylight where it starts out, you know, morning and ends at the night and steadies he's back and forth. So if you talk to somebody first thing in the morning, maybe they can plan for it. Mm -hmm. But you need to let them know in advance. If you want video, 
give them some time because there's also different equipment you need. If I'm going to do video, I can't do that with my, my standard camera I use for photos, you know, because like I would like to have the gimbal and I've got obviously the lighter camera that sits on the gimbal and different lens that I'll use. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I have been practicing that stuff and I, I kind of have a different setup and I know Charlie uses a different camera. Um, I'm not sure about you for video. Um, but yeah, a lot of us will use a totally different setup. And if you don't ask us, we may not have it ready. Um, you know, none of us want to half-ass this stuff for these guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have, I mean, last year we were out there with multiple cameras and all that sort of stuff and, um, GoPros and things like that. That was one of the most exciting moments on track for us. But, um, this this time around, I'm I'm gonna carry two camera bodies for the most part. Um, you know, I'm at least gonna carry one on a sling to shoot with at any moment, and then keep one on a tripod with a mic on it, and be ready to take video if I know that somebody out there is gonna have a good run, or I know that there's like a one more time that I want to catch, um, you know, on video rather than photos of. Um, I can switch back and forth between the duty of that, or set one camera up to be a static shot of the majority of the track and take photos throughout the run. And then they get full coverage of everything. You know, we just need the proper amount of time and, and um, motivation from from basically everybody. And that, that's happening. So we're seeing it. And and uh, it makes it worth it for us to put in the planning behind the scenes to get shots that we want for editing so that we can make um, the, the type of videos that these guys, these guys have been talking about. They're not just asking for any content. Yeah, they do want just content, but... Um, they were talking specifically about like some of the more consistently impressive video series that have been running around in the in the scene previously. Like Lauren in HD was doing fantastic stuff, and then all of a sudden got crazy commercial opportunities. You know, working with teams, traveling with teams, and shooting that sort of stuff, and that skyrocketed. You know, the content and it became something completely different. And we can start to produce that now that the demand is in the culture. Now that our scene has grown to need it. And there's room for it. Now, you know, we can put forth that effort and fill this gap. Yeah, I mean, there is something, you know, there used to be a lot of people at the track. You know, I've been going to the track now for yeah, almost for sure. seven years. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember when I first started going, uh, it was something where a lot of people were doing video. A lot of people were doing video. And almost all those people have stopped. They no longer go to the track. They've either moved up uh, and passed, you know, basic evergreen uh, media or have just kind of stopped altogether, uh, moved on with their lives. But we are down to very few people that left that do video. A lot of photographers. Um, you know, we got a couple of people that do videos that come out to the track, but they're... Uh, I know there's a couple of guys that come out and they make some amazing edits, but they mainly do car shows. They don't really do the drifting. And so when they show up, it's usually for like a Nissan Fest or something or a drift con because they're mainly there for the car shows. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I think the Northwest Driftcast definitely did a good thing by having that small 10-minute window at the end of their was at the first podcast mm -hmm. that just talked about media because it it lit a fire under media's ass so big like yeah uniformly everybody yeah like we all had plans I've talked to quite a few of the different media people and they've all had different plans of stuff they wanted to do 
And then that kind of just pulled everybody out of the woodwork. We all started up. We realized, okay, like we're getting called out. This is not the time to, to slack off. You know, we, we are all prepping for this. Now we got to pull it out and show them we're ready. And, you know, I've seen the last couple weekends at Open Drifts, you know, the content I'm seeing come out of Open Drifts is crazy. A lot more people are, a lot more media is showing up to those Open Drifts. And, you know, well, I, I can't say that it's directly because of the Northwest Driftcast calling media out. I feel like it's a good, like, it, it's probably where it came from. Those guys calling it out got media to get up and go, okay, let's get out there. Let's get practice before the first event. Yeah, and, and another thing is, too, I think that it's um, also feeding the fire under some people to um, post the content, not just hold on to it. Like, a lot of us do, like, and that's that's essentially what's what's happening with a lot of this is that um people show up they shoot a whole lot and then they're tired they go home they party or whatever and then it just goes by the wayside because nobody's asking about those photos and now they don't necessarily have to because we know inherently these people want to see these things so let's just put it out people will like it yeah i mean i don't know about you but i i have a hard drive on my computer that is i think it has a massive file of photos that maybe 20% have seen the, the light of day. Yeah. And that's mainly something where it's like, I've only edited so many, because uh, a lot of them will be my raw photos, but there's a lot of stuff that I just never post for whatever reason. I'll post stuff and then, you know, maybe never finish fully editing all of them. You know, I was like, okay, here's a good amount, post them up so everybody can see and then never finish all, you know, because what? I'm, I'm shooting anywhere from 800 to maybe 15, 1600 photos at an event, depending on how long the event is. And out of that only maybe 200 make it. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're shooting, you're basically, you know, it's what's going to happen. A lot of stuff doesn't make it. And it seems like people aren't interested in photo dumps, like on Facebook specifically, if they see one, two, three, four thumbnails, and then the fifth one says 126, people don't want to scroll through all of those for no. whatever reason. I, I do. I do. Cause I, I find the value in some of those. I just, even if I am scrolling kind of quickly, I will click on some and open them and, and realize that there are better shots in there. And I do typically go through the, the lineup, but so many people don't. And, um, you know, even if somebody likes the initial post, they don't like the individual photos and they're not asking for them in print or whatever. So that's another thing that we have to focus on is trying to get the content out in a way that's efficient for everybody. And um, Northwest Driftcast was talking about um, maybe an entry fee that covers um, media costs so that everybody can get some sort of inclusion or they can they can have an outlet for... Maybe, maybe that, that cost covers a place for everybody to photo dump and then we can get a small cut of that and then at the end of it put our photos in there if, if we choose to if you want to take your own watermarks and do your own thing then fine but if you want to make a small amount instead of just volunteering to be there say I'll, I'll do this I'll shoot the right amount I'll do what it takes to make that money worth it for you guys and then at the end of it photo dump into some online service that all the drivers have access to and then they get their money's worth right there yeah, I mean, and they, they did bring up another thing, too, where it was, you know, if they're going to do that, because, again, it can be very difficult to get every driver. There's a lot of drivers that get out there for maybe one or two runs, and then their car breaks. And, you know, so they, I thought they did come up with, honestly, a very good plan where it was, if you make it past 
top 16 or whatever, if it's a, if it's mm-hmm. an event, uh, it's top 16. If you make it in there, you're guaranteed to be, to have some sort of media in there. If yeah. not, you know, you may or may not. It yeah, depends on if they hit you. When the field is too large, then it's, when the field's too deep, it's definitely um, hard to shoot every single person every single time. We bring multiple batteries, we bring multiple camera bodies, but sometimes it's just not enough if we shoot every single person every single time. So, yeah, that's a great point that they they, they brought up and we're bringing up now is that um, you can trust that when you get down to top 16, top 8, final 4, it's going to be every single time we hear Ben White up there saying they're coming out, we're ready to shoot, we're already recording, and we're panning for the shots because we're, we're ready for the action. We're ready for the quality of driving to go step up every single time and we're ready for you know you guys to put down solid runs for us to make this content with yeah I mean I think another thing to remember uh, for these drivers is that when they're doing you know these I guess more like grassroots where there's that many drivers and they're coming out in group A and group B and you know we have to sit out on the track to do these photos so will you get to go back into your pit and hang out and relax? You know, we have to sit at, like sit out there. There's no cover. There's yeah. no bathroom anymore. They got rid of the porta potty out there. <laughs> and you know, like obviously you can bring a drink or something, but it's just gonna get warm. Uh, yeah, it makes a big difference when yeah, the organizers come by and bring a, a bottle of water. It makes a huge difference. <laughs> True, uh, Lauren Isley, I think. Yeah, drove his truck around and delivered water that yeah. one time. That was fantastic. But, like, it, it's tough to sit out there that long, you know, and that's why we don't, you know, we'll go out and do some photos during uh, during practice and the initial runs. But, yeah, once once it gets to top 16, we're out there. Like, mm-hmm. that's when you start seeing everyone book out there, get their spots, setting up tripods. Like, media's in full force at that point. And that's um, where some of the guys that shoot every shot, every time, and then photo dump come into play is because they they obviously have a different agenda, but they are the guys that typically will have shots of somebody early in practice before they broke the car. I, I can see countless you know posts online where it's like, oh, hey, glad this so-and-so got a shot before I wrecked. And it's because they shoot everything most of the time and then photo dump. So yeah, I mean... There's room for everyone. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you need somebody who's just going to shoot the photos and then you're going to have the few of us that are in there and we are trying to get that that special shot uh you know and and that's not to say that those guys aren't either they're just maybe they're more dedicated than us Uh, i don't know um (laughs) i think it's just a difference of approach um i don't think that they intend to put in any less effort but um inherently it's a fun having event and i think that those people just want to have fun and can be involved in their own way and the way that they can get involved is by being media um they might be called fanboys or, or what have you but um yeah it's not a bad thing that's part of the reason i'm even here i'm from texas and i came up here because the car culture was kind of dead down there at the time lone star hadn't really kicked up all too much dust yet they were definitely having big events but not anywhere near what they have now. The Greyhound Park was very small with just cones. They didn't have barricades or walls or um, very much you know, set up in the way of vendors. So it's really amazing to see where all this came from. And, um, you know, having people that you could call fanboys or having people that are there every single time to do every single, you know, run and then just be happy to be there is is uh, going to feed this whole thing. Yeah. I mean, so moving on, uh, 
What are we at for time? <laughs> oh, uh, 43 minutes? I figured. Doing pretty good. We did over half an hour. Yeah. So uh, one of the things I would like to do with this, I know initially we kind of started this and I was expecting just to do a quick uh, tech test, essentially. But, <laughs> Whoops. Um, <clears throat> Charlie is upstairs cooking his dinner, um, <laughs> being a good housewife right now. Um, Thanks, guy. House guy. Uh so yeah, I feel like binary. something would be kind of cool is uh, if we can get this put up, this is kind of just more like our mission statement, essentially. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, obviously, it doesn't have to be tied directly to it. We don't have a name. We don't have anything really set up. But just put yeah. it up there so people can hear kind of what we're about, what we're, what our thoughts are. Yeah. And um, also, this gives a more direct response to the Driftcast's mentions everything that they mentioned we tried to touch base on um not so much to copy content so to speak but to to say we hear you and this is what we think we're on board this is how we can think we can get it done um you know we're we're brainstorming here so um we're trying to figure out what this is and we're trying to um produce healthy ideas for you guys yeah i mean i definitely think uh we should probably reach out to them and just talk to them, let them know mm-hmm. what we're doing. Yep. Um, just so that they're not blindsided. They know no, it's nothing crazy, but uh, you know, I, I really think this is a, this is a fun thing. And we've, we got Charlie who finally joined us. You want to say hi, Charlie? There you go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, again, this is obviously not going to be the most lively uh, podcast right at the beginning. Um, this this one in particular because it's just us talking about what we think is going on. Um, literally, it was just banter back and forth right at the moment. Um, going forward, obviously having Charlie in. Charlie is our uh, he's our fun guy. So and our host and our host, yeah. yeah. So uh, in his wicked new house. I like posting this. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good digs. We'll uh we'll get Mike's set up you know, more properly so that we can include all, all audio and then we'll have, um, everybody sit in more in the future. But, uh, it was definitely a really good informative test run. There's a lot of unexpected content there. Yeah. I mean, hopefully any sort of technical issues I can, I can work through, get this fixed and, and we can get it up. Um, you know, again, hopefully going forward, the, the Northwest drift guys, Northwest drift cast guys, I I'm hoping that they are not upset by this, because that was not the intended purpose at all. Um, you know, like you said towards the beginning there, this really, this is like a, like an add-on to theirs, really. It, it's a, mm-hmm. it should complement it, um, if anything. Again, I, I do not want us to ever argue with them on this or anything like that. It's, uh, it shouldn't be that way. If anything, we should be complimenting them um, on what they're doing on their show. Definitely. So... All right, well, Charlie, I think we got food done, so we'll uh, we'll call wraps here, and uh, hopefully yep. get this up. And maybe I think we're planning on meeting next week, right before Nissan Fest. Mm-hmm. All yep. right, so yeah, hopefully we can try and get one up uh, right before Nissan Fest, uh, so everybody has something. And, and we what can is that? Uh, is it April thirteenth or fourteenth? Thirteenth, uh, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it'll okay. be Friday night, I believe. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Friday night we meet up and uh, have a nice little sleepover here at Charlie's. And uh, maybe get our actual first official episode up. This will be episode zero. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think that's good. That's it. Yep.
So good, good run. Good time. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. <laughs>